Well, hey, good morning, everybody. I wanted to start today's message off with a desire to be fully alive. Have you ever had a hunger and a desire to be fully alive, alive and living? Um, I, over the years, I've definitely had the experience of being dead. And I uh, spent a lot of years of my life feeling really dead, waking up each morning hopeless, trying to figure out why in the world am I on this earth? What, what am I doing here? Why do I keep making the same mistakes? And just waking up each morning feeling completely dead <laughs> and, and completely uh, out of touch with reality and out of sync in life. And you just kind of go through life and, and then you wake up the next morning and feel really hopeless and very confused, even confused to the point of, I don't know where my car's at confused and where am I waking up this morning? I mean, I'm talking confused and feeling very, very dead. And uh, so I spent a lot of my years of life feeling very hopeless and dead. And there's always this hunger and this desire. Do you have a hunger and a desire today to be fully alive, to be alive, to be living to be living out your best life, to be pursuing Jesus Christ, to, to surrender your life and, and to just completely full follow him and whatever he calls you to do, to say, yes, Lord, here I am, send me. I'm alive, I'm living, I'm wanting to follow you. And so at one point in time in my life, I came to the conclusion that, that I'm a mess and I, I desperately need Jesus Christ. And so I started following Jesus, and I completely dedicated my life to him. See, I've known Jesus since I was five years old. I remember my mom putting up a little felt board and talking about how Jesus came to earth and he loves you. And I remember being a five-year-old and saying, yeah, I want to start following Jesus. But for a lot of years of my life, I went off and I just lived this life that was completely dead. And so I finally came to the conclusion, I got to do something else different my life is not working the way that I've always dreamed of it to work. And this isn't the life that God has for me. And so I completely rededicated my life to him and said, Jesus, I want to start following you. And when I did that, um, I also signed up to get baptized because being baptized is something really important. And so I got baptized. And when I was baptized, I went under the water and I literally came out of the water full of the spirit in a brand new life. And that's what I want to talk about today, is this life transformation that happens when you start to follow Jesus, alive in Christ, a brand new life that you're fully alive in Christ Jesus. In Romans 6, we've been going through Romans, and, and last week we talked about how death is in sin, and, and sin only leads to death, and, and Paul's making it very clear that in your life, you're going to experience this opportunity to sin, but it only is going to cause you pain. It's only going to, it's only going to hurt you. And so um, you can actually get rid of all your sins, all your mistakes, and bury them with Jesus as he was buried in the tomb, and we can leave our past behind. We talked about that last week. But not only do we erase our permanent record of life and all of our mistakes, but we also get to live a brand new life with Jesus Christ. And so that's what I want to talk about today. It's found in Romans 6.11. We're going to be looking at one passage today and just really diving in deep on what does this mean in our life and how can we apply it. 
And so I just want to pray, and then uh, let's jump right in. God, we thank you so much for the, the plans that you have for this message and this time that we get to set aside um, to just be with you, Jesus. This moment in time where we just say, you know what, we're just like really hungry to know what it is to be alive in you, God. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would speak loud and clear to, to everyone that is listening to this this morning. Would it just be um, bring new life in areas that, that we need new life? And would it bring areas of life that we uh, have given up on? Would it be good reminders for what we dedicated our lives to? Lord, would you just speak loud and clear to every single person that's listening to this? And Lord, I just choose to get out of your way right now in Jesus' name. Just completely use uh, my lungs, use my heart, use these stories, use your word to just speak directly to people where we're at. In Jesus' name, amen. Romans 6.11 in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So this is going to be our main passage today. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin. So we talked about that last week, that we can actually be dead to sin, but we are alive in Christ Jesus. It's not you're just alive and in the same way you're dead to sin, but now you're alive, but you're alive in in. Christ Jesus, to be alive in Christ Jesus, more than just waking up in the morning, more than just our organs functioning, more than just having breath in our lungs, but to be alive in Christ Jesus. There's other things that we can be alive in. There's other things that we can be alive in. In Romans 5.12, it says this. It says, Just as sin entered the world through one man, Adam, and death through sin. So we are born in the world. We are born into the world. Into the world of Adam. So we can be alive in the world of Adam. We're not truly living. We don't have hope. But we are alive here. We, we have breath in our lungs in the world of Adam, which is the world of sin. It's part of our genealogy is Adam and, Adam and Eve in the garden. Every single person's genealogy says that we are in the same exact situation as Adam and Eve. When you are born into the world, as soon as breath hits your lungs in this world, you are born into the world of Adam and what he left for us. Many people live in the world of Adam. The mistakes of the garden and, and the tree of good and evil and what Adam did and, and turned his back on God, even though he had everything that God had for him, he decided he just wanted more. And so he turned his back on God. And therefore, every single person that's born into the world is born into the world of Adam. And a lot of people still live in the world of Adam, the brokenness, the pain, the hurt, the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, the revenge. A lot of people still live in this world, in the world of Adam, in the world of sin. 
Every single person that has walked on the earth was born into the world of Adam. When Adam sinned, he left this gigantic mark, this, this breath, it, it turned the air into something that everybody has to breathe now. We all breathe the world of sin. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, did not consider it something that he could just go ahead and overwrite instead of being born into a different world, he decided to be born into the world of Adam and Eve and live a life that dealt with everything that we deal with. Every single denial, every single pain, friends and friends leaving. Jesus Christ was born also into the world of Adam and lived a perfect life. We're born into this world. But Jesus, when he was born into the world of Adam, he fixed the ongoing mistake that was created by Adam. He fixed it and created a new way and a new path for us to be born into. That's why Paul says we're born into Christ Jesus. We're born in Christ Jesus. That word in means to be into. It means to be engulfed in. We're born into Christ Jesus. Born into Christ. Reborn. Born again. Born into a new family. This is the other part of our genealogy in our family tree is Jesus Christ. You have Adam, we're all born into the world of sin, and then you have Jesus Christ who invites us to be born into him, into his new world, into his new kingdom, into his new path, into his new way, full of love and acceptance and hope. This is why Paul keeps saying, you're dead to sin, you're dead to sin, but you're born in Christ Jesus. You are alive in Christ Jesus. The difference is, is nobody forces you to be born into Christ. God does not force us to be born into him. It's a choice. That's the difference, isn't it? Because when we're born into this earth, a lot of us are born into situations we didn't sign up for. We're born into this world of sin that comes with a lot of addictions from family traits that we didn't sign up for. And we have to live those out, don't we? And that's why Paul says that you're born into Christ. You have this opportunity to completely rewrite your family tree and say, you know what, I am not going back to Adam Instead, I'm going back to Jesus Christ and what he did for me on the cross. And that's where my family tree starts. So we get to be born into this. And this is what makes you fully alive. Now, being born into a different type of religion or something like that is, that's religious. So like, just because your grandpa or your grandma was this follower of Jesus Christ, you still have the choice to choose to be born into Christ. It's not something that you just inherit. So in, in junior high, well, actually, my, my dad used to work for J.I. Case. They were in Rock Island. It was a, it was a factory. It was a really great job. And uh, 
I was about eight years old, and they had started a church in my house, and my dad actually went into the office at, at Case and said, I'm going to retire from here. I'm going to quit my job because I'm going full-time as a pastor. And he didn't have very much support at all. Um, you know, people didn't really believe that was a good idea for him, but he really felt the call to be a pastor and to go full-time into ministry, and the church needed him to do that at that time. And so he quit his job at J.I. Case, and I remember being an 8-year-old and turned into like a 9- and 10-year-old, and I remember being like in fourth grade, and all the other kids would say, hey, what does your dad do? And they would say, you know, policeman, fireman, he works at John Deere uh, in sales, sells cars, really cool cars. Neil, what does your dad do? Oh, he's, he's a pastor. Oh, Really? And then here comes all the ridicule and all the, like, funky questions about my life and, yeah, all the things I can't do at my house and, you know, this, just so many, I just remember being so embarrassed to say that my dad's a pastor. It was really hard. It was tough. And I do remember in junior high where my dad, I, I was on the basketball team and I was cool. You know, I'm going to school in downtown Rock Island. It's cool, you know, school, you're on the basketball team. And then my dad would drop me off in the church van, okay? And I'm sorry, I, I don't care how cool you are. It's not cool to get dropped off in a church van by your dad in junior high. It was the worst. I would try to get on the park like six blocks away. Like, I don't want to be... <laughs> I don't want to be seen with this church band uh, getting out of here and undressed all cool. Like it, it, it didn't work at all. And so, like, I was born into this family where my dad made these decisions that I didn't get an opportunity to make any part of those decisions. I was just born into it. It was rough. It was kind of hard. I mean, I know I'm complaining about something. You're like, you think that was tough. Like, let me tell you about my life. I get that. I understand that. But for me as a kid, like, I wanted to make the decision, why can't dad go back to J.I. Case and have, like, a great job where there's benefits and he make great money, you know? As a kid, I remember that. But the difference is, is when God put a call on my heart to become a pastor, and that was very different because, you know, that was my choice, it was my choice to, that the Lord, you know, called me into ministry and, and said, Neil, I'm calling you to, to reach the Quad Cities. And he called me into being a pastor, and I quit my job, you know, very much like my dad. And I sold everything I owned, got rid of everything that was in my house that was musical equipment, and I had it all. I had everything I could ever want for or want in, in the musical world, and I sold it all. Because God put it on my heart to, to reach people with the gospel and tell them that they could be fully alive in Christ. And so that's the difference. That's the difference. It was my choice. It was, it, I took it in, and, and I said, you know what, this is what God's calling me to now. It's not about what my parents did. It's not about what my grandparents did because I come from a, a long heritage of amazing people that followed Jesus with all their heart. But it came down to my choice of saying, you know what, I choose to follow Jesus. I surrender everything to him. This is the world that I want to be born into. I want to be fully alive in Christ. 
And so for me, it, it cost me everything. It cost me everything to be born into Christ and surrender my life and say, you know what, use my gifts and talents. Anything that I have, God, it's yours. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade any of it that what God has done in the last 20 years of just saying, you know what, I'm going to choose to follow Jesus. And what comes with that, when, when you surrender your life completely to Jesus, when you say, you know what, I want to be born into Christ Jesus, what comes with that is so many amazing life opportunities and fully alive uh, a life that is fully alive in his presence and in his goodness and in his blessing and to know him. And so when you say, you know what, I want to be alive in Christ, I'm going to take that choice. I just want to break down three different things that comes along with that. And the first one is this. The first thing that comes along when, when you say you are fully alive in Christ and you're going to surrender your life to Jesus is, is this, is you're not alone anymore. You're not alone anymore. When we're in the world of Adam, the number one thing, the number one thing that confused Adam and confused Eve, the number one thing that has plagued all of history in all of the Old Testament is this feeling of being alone. You're going to be alone. It's only you out here. You're all by yourself. Nobody even notices you. Where is this God? Where is this God? But when you're fully alive in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, when you're in him, when you're in his presence, what comes is you're not alone. Matthew 28, 20, we read it every single week, and it, it kind of just becomes this thing, and we say it as we go out the doors, and but the power behind this verse is, is something that we need to grab hold of every single day. And that's why we repeat it. We repeat this verse over and over again as a church. We say Matthew 28, 19 to 20 as this mission statement to go out of the church, out of the four walls of gathering together. And let's go and let's do what Jesus invites us to do. It's great that Jesus invited us to do something, but it's not that Jesus invites us to do something on our own. It's that he's with us this entire time. He says in Matthew 28, 20, this is Jesus' words, and surely I am with you always, even to the ends of the world. Even to the end of the world. Even to the end of all times. When everything crashes down around your life, when everything is gone crazy, Jesus is still with you. When you're born into Christ, when you're alive in Christ Jesus, he is with you. Now, in the world of Adam, the other way that we're born, unless you make a choice of saying, you know what, I'm going to believe in Jesus, the other way, like Jesus is still in the world. But I'm telling you, and from experience, is about 95% of the time you can't see it because your eyes are so blinded with sin. You can't even tell that Jesus is in this world. And the world is broken. But when you de devote your life to Jesus Christ and you're alive in him, he is with you always, even to the end of the world. That means when everything crashes, Jesus is with you. And I just want you to hear this right now. If you're listening right now and, and you, you're really walking through a tough time, this is not the time to run away from Jesus. 
This isn't the time. This, this is the exact time to press into Jesus Christ and to grab hold of the power that he has in your life. So if, if you've been, you know what, I'm running through some really rough stuff that I don't understand, then press into God. Don't run away from him. Where would you want to go? There's nowhere else to go. Go towards him in those times. You're alive in him. Be in him. Press in. Share your complaints about life with Jesus. He's big enough he can take it. This isn't the time to run away from God. If you're going through a really tough time, I want you to know that Jesus is right there with you in this. He's faced every battle we've faced. Run towards him today. Without Jesus and being in Jesus, it's a really lonely world. There are thousands and thousands and billions upon billions of dollars being made because people feel lonely. And you know who knows it best? <laughs> really lonely people that don't know Jesus. And so they create apps upon apps upon apps for people that feel really lonely and set apart and, and, and far away. This entire time, Jesus is with you. What the world has to offer is this fake sense that you're not alone. But what Jesus has to offer is that you're noticed. He sees you. He's right here with you in every trial, in every mountaintop experience. Jesus is with you when you parent your kids. Jesus is with you when you're trying to make that decision on whether to move or to take on a new job or to buy a new house or to move out of the house that you're in. Jesus is with you in those tough situations in your marriage. Jesus is with you in those tough situations at your workplace. Jesus is with you in those tough situations with your family. To be alive in Christ, the added benefit is Jesus is with you. You are in him. It breaks my heart so many times. I'm just going to just speak to you because I love you. It breaks my heart so many times when people walk through hard times, they always run away from Christ and they run away from the church. It's the exact opposite of what Jesus wants to do. He wants you near. Psalms 23, David says, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Not because I'm strong enough to do this on my own, God, but because simply because God wants to be with you. To be alive in Christ means that Jesus is with you. You are in him. Use his protection. Use his guidance. Seek his wisdom. Seek his, seek his advice. You're in Christ. The second thing that comes with being in Christ is you have freedom over sin. And Paul says this over and over in Romans 6.18. It says, you have been set free from sin and now have become slaves to righteousness. I love that verse, that we are completely set free from sin, but now we are bound 
to righteousness. That means that the things that you used to struggle with in your old life, you won't struggle with today because you are bound to righteousness. You are bound to holiness in Christ Jesus. So when you are alive in Christ, you are now fully alive in Christ Jesus, and you are no longer a slave to sin. All those old addictions, all the old heritage of your family, having these ongoing problems, this generational after generational after generational, you have a new genealogy in Christ Jesus, and you are no longer part of all those things that, that tried to plague your new life. When you are reborn in Christ, you are free from sin and the bondage of sin, in sin, but now you're actually bound to Christ Jesus, and what you do is you make your life right with Christ. Because what righteousness means is that you are made right with Christ. You are made right with God. And so you're bound. My life becomes holy and more holy, and I struggle so much less with sin. This is freedom. This is like the greatest news ever. If you've ever found yourself just entrapped and like, man, I just keep doing the same thing over and over, and here I am again. Here I am again. Right now, I'm letting you know in Romans 6.18, this is the word of God, that you are set free from sin, and you are now bound to righteousness in Christ Jesus. As you are fully alive in Christ Jesus, now you're bound to him in righteousness. Your life becomes holy. You start thinking right. You start thinking good things. The first thought on your mind is not to sin. The first thought on your mind is making your life right with God and being in, right, um, in holiness with Christ Jesus. The second and third thought may be the other world trying to speak its words over you. You're free from sin today because you are alive in Christ Jesus. And the lastly, the third thing is this, is alive in Christ Jesus, you get this, you get this. You get to be filled with his spirit. When you take on a new life in Christ Jesus, not only do you get Jesus, but you get the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And Paul goes on to say this in other, in other verses and in other books, that the Holy Spirit resides inside of you. And what it does is it brings love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faithfulness and meekness and temperance. You know, when you used to lose your temper, you don't do that anymore. That's the old you. You're alive in Christ Jesus. You got a brand new worldview. And so you don't lose your temper anymore. You're not so frustrated. You actually have love over hate. You have joy over depression. You have peace over fear. When you're alive in Christ Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit residing inside of you. Deep inside of your bones resides the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the breath that somebody alive in Christ breathes. It's the breath inside of our lungs. We're, we're filled with the Spirit, and it's just something that we breathe in and out, and we pour it out, and we breathe it in, and we pour it out, and we breathe it in. When you're alive in Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes with Christ Jesus. You read about it in, in Acts. Jesus 
leaves the disciples and he says, wait for the Holy Spirit. It's going to fill you up. And then in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit comes. And then you see the disciples take off, man. Like the stuff that I dream about happening in the Quad Cities, the stuff that I dream about happening in the people that come to this church, in their workplace, in the schools, the stuff I dream about healings happening, and, and people starting to follow Jesus by the multitudes and the thousands upon thousands. It didn't happen just with the disciples working through and being with Jesus. That was really great. It happened when the disciples devoted their life to Jesus Christ and then were filled with the Spirit. And when they were filled with the Spirit, power came out of that. So being alive in Christ Jesus isn't just being alive in Christ Jesus. You get the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit resides inside of you. And when you start to feel weak, the Holy Spirit will give you strength. When you want to give up, the Holy Spirit's going to go, no, you need to keep going because this is the assignment that Jesus called you to. You get the Holy Spirit. That's good news. That's good news. And I think that's, that's one of the, the missing components in, in the Christian walk. It's, it's one of the missing components where, where I see people fall away. They devote their life. Yeah, I want to start following Jesus, even getting baptized and even being filled with the Spirit. But then thinking that they got to live this life out on their own. That was never the intention. Jesus is with you and the Holy Spirit resides inside of you. And he's going to fight the battles that you weren't able to fight on your own. You get the Holy Spirit. You don't want to mess with the Holy Spirit. The enemy doesn't want to come against you when you're filled with the Spirit. You have power in your words. They're not just your words. They're the Holy Spirit speaking through you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is a life that's fully alive, alive in Christ. And this is what Paul was inviting the church into. Not religion, not just showing up and doing the stuff or going through the motions, but a life that's fully alive, that wherever you go, you are filled with the Spirit, and you're bringing Jesus as a light into all hopeless situations. You get it all. My son, um, when he was younger, he had a, a really good friend named Daniel, and you know, in our family, when, when my kids were growing up, we uh, would just go to the store because we would just go to the store because we wanted to get out of the house. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of money to be spending on stuff, but we went to the store a lot and we'd walk through the aisles and kind of dream about things that we maybe, oh, I'm going to get one of them, you know, sometime and somebody would come over to help you and you're like, yeah, I'm just looking, you know, because we were, we were literally just looking that's, that's all we're doing. So my son invited his friend Daniel. I said, hey, buddy, you want to go to Best Buy? And he's like, well, can Daniel come? Sure, sure. Daniel can come. He's a neighborhood kid. And so we, you know, hung out with Daniel all the time. And so we head off to Best Buy. And I'm walking around through the store. And I'm kind of, I let them do their thing. There's some video game setups and stuff. And so they were just doing their stuff. And I was looking at some AirPods or something. And, and uh, Daniel comes over to me about 20 minutes after being at the store and says, um, he brings over two video games, and they were like $60 games. Uh, each one was 60 bucks, 55 and 60-something. And he brings them over to me, and he goes, hey, Neil. And I was like, yeah, Daniel. He's like, I don't know which one to get. 
And I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much, much about them and stuff. And he's like, well, because I really like this one. And it's, you know, I got the other one. This is like part two of that one. I was like, yeah, it's a really cool game. And then, and then he says, but I really wanted this one. This one's brand new. It was like 65 bucks or something. It's like, yeah, I don't know, buddy. I mean, those, that's, a, that's a good, good question. And uh, he goes, you know what? I think I'll just get them both. And it's like, yeah, okay. And so I turned to Ethan and kind of pulled him aside and said, hey, does, um, does, does Daniel have any money on him? And Ethan goes, no. And I said, why does he think he's going to get two video games? And he said, I don't know. And so I, I turned back to Daniel. I said, buddy, do you have, did your mom give you money to come to the store? And he goes, no. And I said, oh, because I... I'm not buying you a, you know, a video game, yet alone two of them. And he goes, what? Then what are we, why are we here? <laughs> it just stuck with me because it's such a great question. You know, it's, it's such a beautiful question. Why did you bring me to this place, Best Buy, and enjoy all the video games and the electronics? And I said, buddy, we're just we just, as a family, we just do this because we get bored. And so we, we're just walking around. He goes, well, that's kind of stupid. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't buy you. I can't buy you anything. And I just want you to think about that. Because Jesus completely paid for everything for you to have this brand new life in him. And it's not that you just get like, a little portion of it because you're you, you know, and, and because of your past, maybe you just get a little glimpse of what Jesus wants to do in your life, and, but you get the whole thing. You know, these are just three, I just listed three things that he's with you, that he's with you always, that, that you get that today. You, you get to receive that. Here you go. You get that. It's yours. Take it home. You're free from sin today. You know, the power of sin, the, the power of sin that's plagued your life is gone this morning. You get that. It's, it's free. Jesus paid for it. Not only that, but you get the Holy Spirit. You get to be filled with his presence, to have peace. To have peace not only in life, but peace of mind. How great is that? To have his joy residing in your heart. To have his love. You get, all, you get them all. So why else are we here? You know? I think it's a valid question, Daniel. Thank you for, for that 12 years ago. Why else are we here? We're not here to just like look around at all this good stuff that God's got for us. Oh, this, this is really cool. We're here because God wants to give it to you. Not because of you've done something special, but just simply because he loves you to death. Even to death on a cross. So take them. Take all three. Dive into his word this week and, 
and take even more because he wants to speak to you through, through his word. He, he wrote words to your heart. It's called the Bible. So take those this week. Take the power over sin. Claim that when sin comes against you this week. Take the power of the Holy Spirit when fear starts to reside in your job, at your house, over a situation. Take the peace of God. It's, it's all yours. Just take it. You get it all. I'm going to go ahead and pray. God, thank you so much that we can just be alive in you this morning. And so, Lord, I just speak life over every single situation to everyone that's listening to this message, Lord, that there would just be new life in Jesus' name right here, right now. Hmm. I also just pray for anyone that's just uh, all the really great benefits of following Jesus have felt like something that's way up on the top shelf that they couldn't reach. Lord, I just pray for step ladders to come out of the aisles that people can just start grabbing down the really good things that you bring to the table. When we dedicate our lives to you and we become fully alive in you, that we would get everything in the house. We would get it all, even the stuff that felt like it was too attainable for us. Lord, we would start to believe that you've actually paid the way that we can receive that this morning. And so, Lord, I just pray for every single one of us that we would be able to just grab a hold of the goodness of your grace and your mercy and just receive everything that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this message. You know, we would love to see you Sunday morning at 9 or 1030. We have kids service from 0 to 18 years old. So like, all kids, all youth at the 1030 service where they actually have their own church service. And so we'd love to see you this upcoming Sunday. Be blessed. And uh, please share this with a friend. If you have a friend that just really needs some encouragement this morning, I just invite you to take this moment right here, right now, this moment, and share it with somebody. Even even just share it to, to your page or whatever, whatever, however you want to do it. If you want to email it, whatever. Just share it with somebody and let somebody know that they can be fully alive in Christ. Be blessed. Love you.